Presentation Skills for Design Students, Episode 23. Hello and welcome to Presentation Skills for Design Students, the podcast dedicated to helping design students everywhere become confident, creative communicators. My name's Christina Cantor and I'm here to help you speak with confidence, create compelling presentations and communicate your ideas like a bar. So get ready to take your next presentation to a whole new level. Yes, and thank you so much for joining me this week. I'm very excited because I've got I've got a fun little story to share with you. You know how I've been coming up with creative ways of asking people to be guests on the podcasts? Well, last week I created a rap video and sent it to Pat Flynn. Uh, I don't know if you know him, but he's a he's well known in the online marketing world. He's quite a successful blogger and podcaster and he's a great speaker. And I was like, you know what? I want to get him on the show. So I made him a video and I sent it to him and he said yes in a matter of minutes, which was very cool. What I wasn't expecting was for Cliff Ravenscraft, who's the, the podcast answer man, he taught me how to podcast. He actually uh, gave me a shout out on his podcast and, and shared the video link. So that was very cool. I was jumping around my apartment when I heard that. I did not expect that to happen when I created the video. So thank you very much, Cliff. Now, I hope you're pumped and ready to rock because today is all about how do you approach strangers. And I'm very pleased to say that I have my friend and communication scholar, Andrew Lovick. This guy is full of energy and he was great fun to chat to. So I really, really think that you're going to enjoy this interview and you're going to learn a lot as well. But before we get into that, let's hear this week's story from studio, which is from Nick, who studied graphic design. Take it away, Nick. When I was in college, we had to make uh, what was called a leave behind. And I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like when you go into an interview, you leave this thing behind, which ironically, I've never used in the real world. And I, for whatever reason, just decided that I wasn't going to make it. I just had too much on my plate. And I told my professor that... Uh, I would just take a hit on the points and not do that. Um, Well, later on, something had changed, and I was told if I did not make it, I wouldn't pass the class (laughs) and thus would not graduate from college. So this was just a few days before the event. So I scrambled to put it together. I think it was probably the night before the event was when I really executed. Uh, I bought this big package of matchbooks, those old matchbooks that are made of kind of like the cardboard paper. I stripped those apart took out the matches, I made the measurements and made my own matchbooks and stapled these matches in them. You know, everything was designed and laid out. It had my logo uh, and it said, Nick Parks, sparking good ideas. (laughs) And the thing is, that was the one that people loved. I mean, people were asking if they could keep it. Uh, They were just giving me compliments. And it was funny because I, I would just think to myself, you know, geez, this is the thing that I did last minute and started working on last night. So it was just funny to me that How things can work that way. You know, you have these projects that you really think are going to make your mark, and they just don't really land. And then the other thing that you kind of hastily do, maybe you just have to be creative because you're on a tight deadline. Whatever it may be, those are the ones that people love. Nick Parks, sparking good ideas. 
<laughs> That's brilliant. No wonder everyone loved it. Thank you so much for sharing that story with us, Nick. Now, if you want to share your story from studio, just head on over to designdrawspeak.com slash story, and you can just record your story there. I love hearing your stories, your experiences, and, and your speaking tips as well. Okay, let's move on to this week's very special guest. And I'm very excited to introduce to you Andrew Lovick, who is a communication scholar in San Diego. Now, we met at Social Media Marketing World in San Diego a few weeks ago, and this guy has so much energy and he just loves people and he just loves helping people become better communicators as I do. So, of course, I just really wanted to chat with him and share all his knowledge with you on the podcast. So without further ado, let's get to the interview with Mr. Andrew Lovick. Andrew, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I'm so excited to have you. Well, thank you very much for having me, Christina. I really appreciate this. Yeah, cool. We're going we're gonna to talk all about approaching people today, which I know scares a lot of people. But before we get started, um, Andrew, would you please be able to share with our listeners just a bit about you and, and why you're so interested in communication? Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, uh, born and raised in a small town, not, not very many people in Arkansas, and uh, ended up in the military and uh, ended up coming all the way out to California, and now I'm finishing my communication degree at San Diego State, and I love people. Growing up my entire life, I've been so passionate about people and meeting people and talking to people. I've never met a stranger, and so I kind of wanted to get into the nitty-gritty on how that works and, and how we can develop ourselves to be better at that, and why people some people are really good at it and why some people aren't very good at it, and how you can be better and learn. So is this something that you can learn? Oh, definitely. This is something that you can totally learn. And some people are more natural than others, but there are techniques and ways to practice that can really help boost you up and get out of the rut that you think you're in as far as thinking that you're not a natural speaker, you're not a natural communicator, you're not a natural talker, and you just feel like you're just a a stuck introvert, and which is nothing wrong with being an introvert, and there's nothing wrong with feeling that way. You're not alone, and there's tons of people out there that are working on improving themselves as, as far as speaking publicly or privately in communication between other people or in groups. So clearly you, are, you love speaking to people and you're a great conversationalist, and I know this because I've met you in person and we've hung out <laughs> a bit, and you're a great person to be around. Were you always like oh, that? thank you. I, you know, I think I always have been. I mean, I love people so much, and my wife gets so mad at me because when we go out and talk to people and meet people, I might conversate with them more than I do my own wife, and I get in trouble a little bit. I think it's something I've always had, and uh, it's something that I just really like to key in on, and, you know, I guess if you're good at something, stick with it. And uh, I like uh, helping other people uh, discover that and help, help um, other people with tips to get them in the right direction when it comes to communicating with others because it's such an awesome thing. Yeah. Yeah, that is awesome. Obviously, it's an area that I'm really passionate about as well. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that we That's met cool. and that we're able to talk about this now. Okay, now I want to talk about approaching strangers because it's a topic that I haven't addressed yet on this podcast. And I know it's mm-hmm. something that it's, it's hard for a lot of people and it's hard for me too. And it's something that I've had to force myself to do just to 
mm-hmm. start, like just start speaking to random people. And it's particularly difficult in New York City, I'll, I'll be honest, because people are, appear to be quite closed off. Now, could you tell me, Andrew, why why is it so hard for people to strike up conversations with strangers and why is it important for us to get more practiced at doing this? You know, people, well, I believe that the bigger cities you go to, like living in San Diego, it's the same way. People are hard to talk to versus people in the Midwest where everyone will talk to anyone and have a cup of coffee with you and it's, it's not a big deal. I think where you're in a bigger city and it's more fast-paced environment and more fast-paced life, people are going from point A to point B quicker and not really thinking about much of anything else. And I think that uh, for for starting off and approaching strangers, it's tough because one, you it's it's a there's a weird stigma behind it. There's a stigma behind somebody looking at you funny or looking at you weird or or kind of scoffing at you. Uh, there's a stigma and there's sort of that fear of rejection of, well, if I go to try and talk to someone or I don't want to bother them and, you know, you kind of talk to yourself out of meeting someone, that really could potentially be a key individual that will help you in a, in a network of yours that the six degrees of separation, I mean, you, somebody knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody and they might have a connection to your dream job or whatever it is that you're super passionate about. What are some simple things that people can do in order to make approaching strangers just a little bit easier? I think that um, approaching strangers and and having uh, a way, something to connect yourself to them, like, for instance, like uh, creating yourself a business card. And you have a, a card with... Your name, it doesn't have to be anything fancy or special. You can get them off the Internet. And put uh, a few things that you're active in or involved in or, or passions of yours. And then when you were talking, you say, excuse me, do you have a, you know, nice to meet you. Do you have a card? And then, yes, well, I'll hand you one of my cards. Then you, you can, they can look at your card and say, oh, you're involved in this organization. Wow. Boom. You two now have a common uh, thing to speak about and talk about which puts you on a whole nother level and you're not strangers anymore. That's one technique, but really don't be afraid to go talk to people and have a conversation. I mean, someone might be wearing a a jacket um, with a sports team that you know of or like. Someone might have a a certain bag of a certain company. Um, There's many different ways to kind of connect yourself to that person. And if you can figure out how to do that, starting the conversation is a lot easier than going up and saying, hi, my name is, who are you? So I, I really feel that if you um, kind of strategically find something that links you two together similarly and that you can have a common ground on or talk to and say, oh, you're from Arkansas? I'm from Arkansas too. Wow, boom. And then you start talking about Arkansas and that opens up the doors to much more avenues of communication and much more avenues of getting to know a complete stranger who you didn't know two seconds ago. Mm. Some listeners might be asking, why is this important? Why should I be talking to strangers? <laughs> Very good question. You know, in my, in my humble opinion, this day and age, we're so wrapped up in social media, which I think is a great tool. But I think sometimes you get too enmeshed in social media and you lose out on that personal connection. And when you really have that personal connection and you meet someone face-to-face and have a, a conversation with them, then 
you have their card, you send them an email a day later, hey, we talked about this, it was so great to meet you. Now they have you in the back of their head, and that way, if you ever need something or if there's a, say they're in a position at a job that you know of that they're, that they're hiring and you're trying to get a job there or there's something that you need, you can say, hey, remember me? We met six months ago on the train. We both were from this area. We talked for 30 minutes about this. I just recently saw that there was a position open at the, at the company you work at. Do you have any contacts? Great to hear from you. Uh, I look forward look forward to speaking to you again, and that person will. I would say ninety percent of the time go, oh yeah, that was a really cool person. That was an awesome individual. We had a great conversation face to face. Let me see and put in a word word to HR, and that that'll give you that'll get you a lot farther than per se just email or applying online to a company to where that you don't have any you don't know anybody who works there, or and that's kind of like the the whole form of LinkedIn, finding connections, you know, it's basically like LinkedIn, but real life. And that yeah, and that's, and that's a much more powerful way of making a good impression, right? Because oh, I, I, it's like that having that human connection, that face-to-face interaction is so much more uh, engaging and, and you're able to really start to build that sort of relationship it's it's much easier to do that face to face than just via email or via or seeing someone on LinkedIn or whatever. No, definitely. And face to face is so much more pressable. And as we move more into this social and digital age, we start to kind of lose that. So when you have that face, real face to face conversation, I think it kind of stands out more. Because less and less people are doing it now. Exactly. So. How does one approach someone at a networking event or or a university event or, or whatever, or, or even just out of the blue, just just at, to, to practice speaking to strangers, I suppose? How does one not come across as being really creepy? <laughs> that's a great question because that's a very valid fear. You don't want to go uh, kind of mosey on up and, and look awkward, or because we all feel awkward when we're trying to approach a complete stranger at an event or at anything like that. I would say, I would ask the question, have you ever been upset meeting a stranger who's extremely excited and has a high energy level? Now, I don't think, I can't name a person that I've met that where I was like not kind of affected by their positive energy and their excitement. So what I try and do is I try and, uh, when someone kind of gives you that look and you have that kind of like two to three second weird stare when you're making eye contact, I get really excited either try and throw up a high five and bring, just bring it and not even give them a chance to react and say, oh, we haven't met yet. How are you doing? My name's Andrew. How have you been? What, what, what do you do? Tell me about yourself. I'm really excited to know. And if you bring that positive energy, that excitement, that'll resonate and they'll feed off of that instead of, hi, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so what's, what's that? And, and, uh, by, and I did that at Social Media Marketing World and I really just – got so much positive feedback and met so many awesome people just by bringing the energy. And it's very exhausting, and it's something that I would definitely practice on. And because you don't want to come off and just, like, bear hug someone and be, like, crazy. But, you know, no one wants to to meet someone who's kind of a uh, very soft or negative or very uh, shy type of person. They want the, they want the energy. They want the spark. Bring, bring it. Mm. Just go all out and just bring everything you got. And, and create a positive impact 
and just meet this person and be excited to meet them, and they will they will reciprocate and be excited to meet you as well. Okay, so just bring a, a little bit of a higher energy level than you would normally be in your day to day. Definitely. Okay, that's really interesting. Definitely. I never I never thought about that before. And a good handshake, right? That would be that would be key. Uh, I think good handshake is key. I think uh, a lot of times, uh, you know, eye contact is is, is very important. Uh, your nonverbal cues they have to kind of go with the energy that you speak. So when you're you're talking about, you got to really use your hands and really kind of get into it and just sell the role of being the most excited, most interesting person there, and and kind of. Make it to where they want to know why you're so excited. Well, because you have the opportunity to get to know them. And that's, I think that's a very powerful, powerful thing. Yeah, because it's obviously showing that you like something about them and everyone, everyone likes having attention on them, right? Everyone likes pe- exactly. thinking that people like them. <laughs> Just going back to that, you mentioned earlier a fear of rejection. I know we all suffer from this fear. I suffer from this fear and I just wonder what's actually the worst that could happen okay say we try and approach someone and and we go and give them a high five and they don't reciprocate and which is just for the person trying to give the high five that would just be really embarrassing because I guess you have been rejected in that sense have you got any words of advice for people who may be feeling that fear right now like how how does one deal with that oh definitely and when you're in a situation Remember, you can walk away at any time. You're controlling the situation. So remember and tell yourself, you are in control. You have the power. You are, you are the one who is mitigating that situation. So if you're not, you know, for instance, there were times at the event that I was at that people just weren't feeling it. We weren't clicking. I got a card anyways, and I, I recognized instead of kind of lingering, thank you so much for the card. I'll be sending you an email. Send them, send them an email anyways, right, now that I have their information. Because if there's no real connection, you're, you don't need to force it. And, of course, walking away, you're going to feel, feel, you know, kind of let down. And you got that, and it really builds on that fear. And, but if you go to the next person, and then they're excited, just as excited as you are, when you bring that energy, that fear goes away completely. And then after you have, you're done conversing, and you have their card, or you've got their information, and you feel so good. When you're walking away, you're on cloud nine, and you're on top of the world. And that fear of rejection has been chipped away a little bit. And the more and more that you do this, the more and more you'll chip away at that fear of rejection. Not every you know instance of approaching a stranger is going to be perfect. Even for me, it's not perfect all the time. But you have the power. You're the one who's initiating the conversation. You have the you have the power to close the conversation and move on. And that's a powerful thing is thinking about you're the one who's in control of the situation. The the person you're going to talk to doesn't. So the fact that you have the power, why are you going to let them add to your, your fear of rejection or add to your, you know, insecurities? Okay. So, so if you think that you're, okay, you're I, in the driver's seat, you're the one who's controlling the conversation. Yeah, you're in the driver's seat. Right. And, you know I like what? that. If if they aren't gonna take you know if they're not they're not feeling you you can take a right or left turn and you're gonna meet someone else who's gonna be just as excited as you and it might take you two or three people to find that one person who's excited but when you do it's gonna be well worth it. That's cool and that's a massive confidence booster right there when you have these little wins and you come away feeling just good about it. I, I might just add here 
if anyone is at some sort of event and they're feeling nervous about approaching someone, I would say grab a friend and, and go up to them and because I, I did this once after a, a lecture and I was really nervous about approaching the, the, the speaker afterwards and my friend just grabbed me and said, right, come on, let's we're, we're going to go do it. So we kind of sidled up beside him because he was talking to, to someone else and then my friend goes, all right, that's it, we're butting in. So he kind of interjected and said, you know, it's so great to meet you. We just want to quickly say thanks so much for your talk. And so he, and then he said hi to us and shook both of our hands. And that was a, a good way because I don't know if I would have done that by myself. So I would say if, if you're at a networking event or there's someone um, that you're a bit nervous about about meeting, grab a friend and give each other that support. I think that, that works really well. That worked for me. Definitely, definitely. And uh, it's funny that you bring that up because there was a, a young girl uh, who was definitely afraid of, of of meeting people and networking, and just she just kept saying, "I'm not good at this." I said, "Well, come tag along with me." And she's like, "Oh, I just want to stay behind you and just you know reap all the benefits of talking." And what I ended up doing was I I ended up saying, "Have you all met you know so and so?" and throwing her into the situation to to get rid. Of, and she was very uncomfortable at first. But as the more and more we kept doing it, I could see her getting more and more comfortable. And then she was approaching people. And then by the uh, by not too much longer after that, I wasn't having to have her come with me. And we were able, and so she was able to go out on her own and do her own things and meet with people because she had eventually got that confidence built up. And I think uh, doing it together, any task, you know, with someone else who's going to be there to kind of help you and push you is a great thing. But wow. eventually, yeah. once your confidence is up. Once your confidence is up, you can do it on your own. And then if you find someone else who's struggling, now you know how to grab them, bring them with you, and show them and help them. And one day they'll probably they'll get comfortable and help someone else. Fantastic. That's so great. Okay, so okay, so a lot of the, the stuff or well, the scenarios that we've been alluding to are, you know, these sort of higher pressure networking events or events where you might be someone where you may meet someone who might be able to help you with a, with a job and, and extending your professional network in that sense. What are some other situations that people could potentially practice approaching strangers that that's in a, a less like a lower pressure situation where the outcome doesn't really matter either way. It's just more just practicing. Like what, what can people Great. do in their day to day lives I'm, to prepare themselves? I'm so excited that you asked this question because I was totally thinking about this earlier today and I forgot about it. Sporty events is the easiest place because most of the time you're sitting next to a complete stranger. Sorry, where? And you where? both have a common interest and that's the sports team. Oh, a sports and you start team. Talking about, you start talking about the sports team, then you start talking about other things and maybe something will come out of it, maybe nothing will, but that's good exercise because really there's no bad outcome to asking the person next to you how their day is going mm. because you're forced to sit next to the stranger for an al- elongated period of time. Yeah, and I guess during the game you're going to be very vocal anyway. So you're, yeah. already, you're already in that mindset of I'm just going to be yelling and screaming and if someone – so if you say to them, oh, you know, I love, I love this team so much, that was amazing, did you see that? They're already screaming, so they're going to be like, yeah, 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 that was awesome, that was totally cool. And you're already communicating with them. So <laughs> you, know, you have this kind of – similar bond that you're cheering for the same team or you're rooting against each other and you can joke about that and still strike up a conversation. So there's, there's, you know, that, that fear is not as big and you know, it's such a beneficial exercise as talking to someone during sporting events. It's great. Yeah. It's a really good suggestion. Cause I know like, you know, usually if you're just walking along the street or if, 
um, you're on the train, like public transport is hard. That's really hard because people are so silent. But, you know, I actually saw yesterday I was on, I was on the subway and there was a, a young guy just sitting on, just, just sitting there and he had his headphones in, right, which is a clear indication, do not talk to me, I don't want to talk to you, right? Uh, an older woman mm-hmm. just went and sat down next to him and she just said to him, is this the C train? And he didn't respond, obviously, because he had his headphones in, but he kind of saw her out of the corner of his eye and she said again, is this the C train? Now, no, no, most people would be mortified if they asked someone a question and they didn't respond, right? But she just sort of looked at him again and asked again and he eventually took out his ear- earphones and looked at her and said, yes, it is, and, and, and helped her. She said, she said oh, okay, thank you, I just wanted to check. And that was it. And I thought that was – it was so great to see someone just willing to just open up and just opening up that, those lines of communication there. I just thought that was really admirable because you don't see that – I think I know a lot of people would just rather sit there and have no idea where they're going rather than actually ask someone sitting next to them. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, if if people out there are feeling really brave, you know, practice speaking to people on public transport or in the lift and just see how – make it a competition. See, you know, wow, can how awkward can I make this? <laughs> or, or maybe – or can yeah, I make, can I make definitely. this into a non-awkward situation? Because it's already pretty awkward when you're standing in the – in the elevator or the lift. <laughs> oh, definitely. But, you know, what's, what's cool about situations like that is obviously, you know, both of both individuals or the party of individuals are going to the kind of the same place or heading in the same direction. So you already have something in common that you're traveling to a certain point. And, uh, you know, in an elevator, it's so awkward, you know, and then, uh, there's that uncomfortable silence, um, I like to kind of tell jokes or kind of just throw out a joke and people really open up and a lot of people were really relieved or especially like on the public transit in San Diego talking to people, people were kind of relieved. Like there's, they, there's this kind of like uncomfortable silence and it's supposed to be that way, but people know it's not supposed to be that way. So when someone does break the barrier, they have this kind of relief about them and some people are receptive and some people aren't, but it, it really just comes down to just, Hey, you know what? You know, I've made an effort to talk to somebody that I've never met in my life, and awesome. If it doesn't work, that's fine. There's plenty other people on the public transit. Plenty other times you'll be in an elevator or at a sporting event. There's, It's not, you know, the end of the world. And I think that a lot of people just really kind of shut down and say, well, no one really wants to hear about my day, or no one really wants to converse with me. And I, you know, as humans, on like a human level, you know, conversation is just, it's just normal. I mean, language is uh, rooted in us and, and speaking to other individuals and connecting is like a rooted feeling and a rooted emotion. And that's something that comes natural. And so people really long for that connection and long for uh, meeting an individual, whether you get a card or get a connection out of it, just having a, a conversation. There are times where I've gone to a bar or a, or a coffee shop and I've just had a conversation with an individual a very enriching conversation, and I've never seen them again, or traveling, uh, having a layover. And th- these are the types of things that really kind of enrich us as people, and I think that the more you go about doing that and the more you practice it, the more you're going to find out, like, wow, this is really awesome. And I don't even travel with headphones in anymore because I don't, like, don't want to miss out on meeting somebody. That's so cool. I love that. That's a great attitude. It's a great approach. I especially love the the attitude of, you know, I'm actually going people on, on public transport, you know, I'm going to actually, I'm going to provide some relief here and actually break the awkward silence. That's really cool. All right, Andrew, well, we're, um, 
we're coming to the end of the interview, unfortunately, but I just want to ask you, do you have any other tips that you, you want to share with our listeners about communication and, and speaking with strangers? You know, I think uh, just practice. Practice, is, practice makes perfect. And, uh, you know, meet, meet people and go out and talk. And I think as far as, like, coming up with certain things, one of the techniques I use, and I, I spoke a little bit about it earlier, but I don't know if I explained it, was when I, on my card, um, you know, I put, like, certain organizations that I'm a part of, like philanthropy organizations or things that I'm passionate about. And I think uh, it's a new, something that if, if you were to hand that to someone, and they were to look at it and say, "Oh wow, you 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 like Habitat for Humanity." Just as an example, I volunteer there all the time, or I I actually help throw this event, and you just don't know because you guys don't talk about that. So that's a really kind of easy way to kind of weasel a connection in there without actually talking about it. Yeah. So just so giving like, so giving people a, a reason to talk to you. Give it like feeding them these little snippets of, of like little cues, I suppose, giving them cues that it's going to help them to definitely. then make conversation back, back with you. Definitely. Awesome. Oh, well, thank you so much, Andrew, for joining me on the podcast today. It's been an absolute pleasure having you. You've shared some. Well, thank you so much for yeah. having me. I really appreciate it. And I've had a blast. Yeah, it's been really fun. If, um, if people want to get in touch with you and, and find out more about what you do and, and your other passions, where can they contact you? You can find me, uh, you can just send me an email at lovick.andrew1 at gmail.com. That is L-O-V-I-C-K dot Andrew1 at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. I'd love to connect with you um, or look me up on LinkedIn or Facebook. What I'll do is I'll put a link in the show notes to, uh, I'll, I'll put your contact details in the show notes, Andrew, so people oh, can easily. Oh, and I easily... forgot about Twitter too. Oh, yes, yes. Go go connect with Andrew on Twitter. Send him, send him a tweet. That's, that's important. That's important. Uh, it's at, and then Lovick, L-O-V-I-C-K, San Diego. Connect with me on Twitter or however, whichever platform that you, you uh, use the most. All right. Excellent. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, Andrew, again. And hopefully, well, hopefully I'll be speaking again with you soon. But thanks again for coming on the podcast. All right. Thank you so much. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Andrew Lovick. Be sure to hit him up on Twitter. He's a really awesome guy and he will be more than happy to help you out with any questions that you may have. Okay, your challenge this week, based on what we were speaking about before, about, you know, awkward conversations, I challenge you to strike up a conversation with someone in the elevator. Yes in the elevator and it's even better if it's an elevator full of people. You know, I had a lady today actually um, start up a conversation with me in the elevator and she said, I like your haircut. See, that was pretty easy. Just compliment someone. Give someone a compliment or if you see that they're holding something, if they've got something with them like a shopping bag from a store that you like or maybe a small child or maybe they're wearing a colourful hat or something, you know, give them a compliment or just make some comment. It's actually, once you start to do it, it's actually not that hard. So give that a go. And that is it for episode 23 today. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, you know, I usually I usually say, oh, you know, go to iTunes and leave a review. You know what? This time I'm just going to say, just leave a comment in the show notes. I just love to hear what you thought of the episode. If you gave the challenge of the week ago, and if you did, how did you find it? I hope you have an absolutely brilliant week. And until next time, this has been Presentation Skills for Design Students, helping you become a confident, creative communicator. Thank you.